What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the We Don't Know TV podcast. My name is Leaf. I am your host. This is a podcast where we watch the first episode of a show and then we talk about it. I missed last week because I got sick again <laughs> and um, just didn't make time to record another episode. So I'm going to do it this week and then, you know, get back on track going forward. Today, we're talking about Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I was trying to do, you know, just coming off of like Halloween and stuff, I felt like I'd do a lighter, shorter show. So the general premise for the show is a woman is rescued from a doomsday cult and starts life over again in New York City, which is a pretty solid way to just summarize the entire series. I kind of like that. Some of the other ones I've read before are like a whole paragraph and you're like, this is too much information. <laughs> but if it's your first time here, I go through uh, the plot beat by beat. That way I don't miss anything. We start with the sisters in a bunker and of course they're not, you know, actually sisters is more of like a religious sense or they're in a cult. So like a culty sense of like, well, we're all sisters in God or, you know, something like that. And, you know, they hear a, a bang. Well, first off, they're celebrating uh, Doom, like Happy Doomsday, which is like their version of Christmas. And they're singing like a Christmas carol, but it's like a Doomsday version of it. They hear a loud noise. They're like, oh, no, it's mole people. Because, again, they think the world has ended and they are saved by SWAT. And then as the as they're going out, there's, of course, uh, you know the news that are they're breaking the news they're like oh we found the uh, uh we found the women that have been lost for you know who knows how long years now at this point and this is where immediately the humor starts to kick in because the first little uh tagline is like or news line whatever you want to call it is oh white women found and then like in parentheses it's like oh we also found a hispanic lady which is kind of like how it would be in real life of like, but uh let's not get into that and then apparently the reverend or they who they called the reverend um, he was caught at a Walmart because he was acting weird. They interview one of the neighbors and he starts talking. And then it turns into the theme song of the show, which is essentially uh, like someone did a remix of the interview and turned it into a song. And what I found really interesting about this is that, of course, this show, this first episode came out in 2015. So if you're uh, if you're on old YouTube, then you've seen videos like this. So like you see it and it would make sense. Now, if you're a younger viewer and you're watching this for the first time, you're probably like, this is funny, but like, this is really odd. So I thought it was, you know, kind of a product of the time where if you grew up watching something like this and like the old version, of, I mean, like early YouTube, then you get it. Whereas I wonder if I showed it to, you know, like my brothers now, if they'd be like, what is this? <laughs> or if there is now a kind of an equivalent. Um, I feel like there's not. I don't think, you know there's anything like this on like tiktok or whatever there's like mashups of songs or like edits but like not this style of like someone's talking and then we turn it into a song so i thought that was really uh interesting i you know still remember the words i think it was funny i think it's cool i mean i'm not watching every single show but you know sometimes uh having a theme song almost feels like a classic thing because not everyone does it nowadays usually i feel like it's now a title screen uh but uh moving on into the episode the ladies are now interviewed they're in, called the indiana mole women and they're explaining their story basically they were told that the apocalypse has happened and that no one survived at all like not even animals or anything like that 
Turns out the one girl was a waiter for the guy that kidnapped her. And he's like, oh, I got some rabbits. If you want to see in my car? And she's like, yeah, sure. I'll go see them because um, she wanted to be nice. She got kidnapped. Gretchen turns out she's just kind of uh, weird. <laughs> she sold him uh, her hair. And they just started talking through email. And then she was like, yeah, you know what? He has some good ideas. So she just went along. The Hispanic lady, Donna, thought she was doing like a cleaning job. And she got kidnapped. And they were like, oh, Donna, all that time with them. And you never learned English. And then in Spanish, she's like, these bitches never learned Spanish. So like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> but what's funny is they didn't, there was no like subtitles or whatever. It like came up on the like a little show tag to like show the audience watching at home so i thought that was funny and then you know they're like kimmy what are you going to do with the rest of your life and she like blanks and she doesn't know and then it cuts to them being like basically like kicked out of the studio and they're like bye thank you victims thank you victims thank you and they, like give them little gift bags and like kick them out and it's like uh you know it's like the show's being funny but it's the moment like when you think about it for like a second it's like Ugh. because it's also like you know, they actually probably would do that in real life. So it's one of those, it's like a borderline like dark humor, uh, but I liked it. So they're in a van, they're heading back to Indiana, they're gonna restart their lives. And Kimmy's like, no, I don't wanna do this. Everyone at home is gonna just see me as one of the Indiana mall women and like, I won't be able to live an actual life. I'm gonna stay here in New York and then start over and all the girls are like are you sure like this place is crazy <laughs> you know the one girl's like yo it's like five dollars for a soda which is like oh man uh but hey that's new york baby and so they're like all right so the rest of the girls go home and kimmy's like all right time to start my new life and she sees this chanel uh display in the window she goes in she comes out she buys sketchers she's like running next to them some guy who's jogging she's like using the bathroom with like the automatic like water fountain in and like air dryer um she rides the subway she's just basically like enjoying life you know there's a part where she like sees a horse that's connected to a carriage and then she's like, I have to free you. And then freeze the horse and it just runs away. Uh, but the person that was like running the carriage wasn't there. So I was like, I wonder what happens when they come back. But it, it's kind of nice because it's one of those things where, you know, you take everything for granted, especially, I guess, as an American, you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, I'm going through life, yada, yada, yada. But like for her uh, to be kidnapped for so long like all these basic things are like this is amazing like i should just be outside i get to you know eat candy and just like get from one place to another and just you know like super small things that you won't even think about she's just having the time of her life so she looks at a newspaper which feels again so antiquated <laughs> because i'm like newspaper every time i see a newspaper which is usually like an old person looking at a newspaper i'm like they still make those but she anyways she looks at the newspaper she sees an ad for um someone's looking for someone to move into an apartment as she's looking she sees a kid and he steals a snickers bar she stops him and then he's like oh stranger danger and she's like i'm not a danger i'm the, like i'm the help here they then cut to her she goes to meet uh, Lillian, who's the person trying to fill the spot for the apartment. She really thinks it's like a drug deal. She's like, yo, what you need? <laughs> Kimmy's like, uh, I'm here for the apartment. She's like, oh, yeah, sure. And Lillian is very sketchy off the bat. Um, very nice lady, but very talkative. She's, you know, saying a bunch of things about the other person that lives there, who is Titus. And, you know, she's, <laughs> she's just talking a lot. She's kind of like, 
almost like talking down about Titus, but she's like, but he's also like really nice and like he can sing and stuff. It's really weird. And then Titus comes out to come meet uh, Kimmy. Titus is like, I don't want a roommate. I don't know why you're doing this. And Lillian's like, well, you don't pay rent. So we need someone to move in or I have to kick you out. And then he's like, and then he starts interrogating Timmy. He's like, or Kimmy. He's like, well, you know, where do you live now? And she's like, nowhere. And he's like, okay, do you have any like recent pay stubs? And she's like, no, I don't have a job. And he's like, then what's the point of you being here? And then goes back inside. And it's like, my guy, like, you don't have any money. You're about to be kicked out. But apparently, you know, all the memories of like who Titus is, because I've seen this series of who Titus is as a character comes back and he's just so over the top, but like funny. And it's awesome. Kimmy goes back. She's like, I'm going to go get a job. And I'm gonna come back and get this place. She goes back to the candy store. She's like talking like very trying to talk very professional to the lady about like seeing if they have any jobs open. And she sees the kid again who stole a Snickers bar earlier. And she's like, no, no, no. Because he's trying to steal candy again. So she stops him. She drags him back to his house. The mom opens the door. She's like, oh, are you like the nanny? Or are you here to massage the dog? And Kimmy's like, no. And she's like, okay, are you like a maid? And she's like, no. She's like, okay, well, who are you? And she's like, well, I'm a stranger. (laughs) And then she's like, okay, son, like come inside. And Kimmy sees, I might be getting this part wrong, but she sees like a picture of like some man behind um, the mom. And is like, hey, are you in trouble thinking that the mom is somehow also like a hostage in her own home? But she just says like, hey, do you need help? Do you need help? And the mom is like stressed out and she's like, yes, I do need help. And it's like a big miscommunication. But essentially leads to the mom being like, hey, we're looking for a new nanny because the original nanny didn't pick up the son. As she's like going over the rules, she's like, I'll pay you under a table. You're gonna have to sign some stuff. She starts listing off this crazy stuff because this is clearly a rich family. She's like, you need to braid the horses. You need to massage the dog. She's like, do you want a water? And then Kimmy's like, no, I'm good. And she takes like a water out the fridge and then just throws it immediately in the trash, doesn't even open it. It's like, what the? (laughs) One of those weird jokes, I guess, for, uh, you know, oh, rich people do whatever. Kimmy's introduced to the tutor who's just kind of sitting there by himself. So it's like, is he doing the homework? What the? We actually don't really spend any time with him, but I feel like he plays a part, at least in the first season but essentially all he is is like he's like yo are you like a regular person because i need like a regular person around here and kimmy's like yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty chill even though we clearly know that she's not kimmy goes back to get the apartment now that she has a job she's like here i got the money gives the money for the apartment they're like all right well they're arguing at first but like once they see the money titus is like all right i guess i'll let someone in like live with me and she's lynn's like oh yeah sure as if you own the place like okay sir but yeah, so Kimmy gets a spot. She goes in. Titus is like, oh, this is your room, <laughs> which is, it's just a closet. But of course, because Kimmy's been living in a bonker, she's like, this is amazing. I have my own space. It's so big. I have my own window. And he's like, what is wrong with this girl? She goes to unpack, which is just her backpack. And he's like, something's not adding up. You have a secret. Like, you need to spill what it is. And she's like, okay, truth is, I'm from Indiana. And before she can continue, he's like, say less. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Just so funny because it's like, it's one of those like big city versus small city type mentalities uh, where he's like, oh, you're from a small city? Like, yeah, sure. Okay, I get it. You pack light, whatever. So this is where Titus is like, hey, I need 
the money for last month's rent and upcoming rent and also the security deposit and then he tries to get even like a little more money he's like oh this lamp is broken and she's like there's no light bulb in it she's like i'm not that stupid (laughs) and he's like all right all right so it was nice to see that they're setting up this character to be naive but not like fully dumb like clearly she there's some things she doesn't understand but she isn't like she's not like a little kid like she has the emotions of a little kid but she's not mentally a little kid i don't know if that makes sense she's not fully dumb you know what i mean so kimmy's like yo let's go out and party and uh Tyus is like no i don't want to do that i'd rather just still chill here and like listen to music and just be sad and stuff or whatever <laughs> and kimmy's like i'll pay and he's like oh yeah let's go out so they go out dancing and it's kind of surprised that uh kimmy knows how to dance at this point but they're dancing and having a good time Kimmy goes to get a drink. Some girls are like, yo, you want to party? You know, Molly. <laughs> and then Kimmy thinks they're talking about like a American girl doll. And they're like, they make a weird face. It's like, okay, she doesn't understand that. And Tidys is like, listen, some guy's trying to hit on me. He wants to go get some food. So we're going to dip. That's cool. Kimmy's like, yeah, yeah, live your life. And then some guy is talking to Kimmy and he's like, yo, I'm going to go get us drinks. And they go get, and he goes get drinks. And before Titus leaves, She's like, yo, does this backpack make me look weird? Because she has her backpack still. And he's like, yeah, a little bit. And so she like puts it around her ankle for some reason, as if that's better. So the guy comes back and he's like heavily complimenting her in like a weird way. But again, she hasn't had any interactions with like men in forever other than the guy who kidnapped her. So he's like, yo, can I kiss you? And she's like, yes, please. And then as they're about to kiss, she trips and then it turns out someone stole her backpack uh she like freaks out she like pushes the guy that's trying to kiss her like out of the way like don't touch me i need to find my money and then security comes up and she like clocks him in the face she gets kicked out she sees her backpack on the floor it is empty and it's so heartbreaking because it's like you know where she's coming from from her side of the story of like cool i finally made it i got my own place i got my own job everything's going great cool my money's been stolen but also have you ever visited New... I mean, maybe this is biased, but I feel like, you know, in New York, anything can happen. So, like, I'm, I'm not surprised <laughs> that this has happened to her in a New York setting. So, it's also like, man, you gotta know where you are at the same time. Next day, she goes to work. The mom's like, yo, you took forever. I'm, like, you're fired. Uh, the, yo, this is the third strike. And then Kibby's like, what was the first two? <laughs> she walks home all sad. Lillian thinks it's a walk of shame. She's like, yo, same thing for me. Kimmy goes down and she's like, all right, let me look at the positives. At least I have my own window. She goes to open the shade and the shade <laughs> is just broken. And Titus comes in and he's like, yo, what is your deal? Like, you're, you're waking me up. And Kimmy just comes clean. She's like, listen, I'm an Indiana woman. I'm trying to live my own life. You know, I've been trapped underground for like forever now. And Titus is like, yo, you got to get out of here. And she's like, what? And he's like, listen, my name isn't even Titus. My name, my real name is Ronald. I used to be skinny. I'm from Mississippi. I moved out here on like, you know, the American dream of like auditioning for Lion King. I've been rejected 20 times. I work this job where I like wear a costume in Times Square and I get paid like basically nothing. And you know, nothing turned out the way I thought it would. So like, you should just get out of here. And 
He's like, you know what? Let me ask you something. <laughs> and before he can finish his question, she's like, yes, we did weird stuff in the bunker, like weird sex stuff in the bunker, which is so funny because it's like, that's definitely a question someone would ask you like in the beginning when you meet them, like, oh, you've been kidnapped. Let me ask you like, you know, I felt like out of the first three questions, like the weird sex stuff is going to be the one, like one of those three. But no, he was, he actually asked like, hey, how much money was actually in that backpack that you lost? And she's like $13,000. And he's like, oh my God. And in a big turn, I know it's only the first episode, but in a big turn, he gives all the money, you know, the first last month's rent and the security deposit that she gave earlier in the episode. And he's like, just go home and, you know, like live your life. And she's like, but you need the money. He's like, no, just like, just go. So defeated, Kimmy goes to the bus. She's about to get on, but something her she has like milk in her this little plastic bag and it's like dripping out. She's like, oh man. She like throws it out. She sees this little knitted thing from one of her, you know, quote unquote sisters as, as a gift of like America and how they're gonna travel it. She's like, oh, whatever. She throws it in the trash, she sees a rat, and then she gets a flashback. In the flashback in the bunker, she's talking to the what i keep calling him the reverend (laughs) and she's like yo you said that everything died like humans animals like everything's dead up there and he's like yep that's right and then she's like well i was clearing out the air filter and then she like pulls up a rat and she's like how is this thing still alive if everyone's dead up there he's like you know i'm gonna break you someday and she's like no you won't i'm unbreakable and this part was just a weird for a second because when we meet her in the beginning episode she's like you know i guess this is like apocalypse day so she seems like pretty chill in the bunker so it's like did he end up breaking you or like have you ever always been rebelling like it's not very clear i'm sure that you know the show will get more into it but anyways that flashback was enough to be like no i need to like stand up for myself so she goes to Times square she finds Titus. she's like listen life keeps kicking us down but we keep uh thriving and surviving even though we haven't like made it yet we can make it we just have to keep going she's like you've always wanted to sing so we're in times where now just sing right now he's like all right and they start singing circle of life (laughs) from the lion king and as they do it the show like pans out to show like more of like Times square like people are moving around cars are going and they they make the surrounding sounds louder so it's just people walking like honking like construction going on as they're singing and it's so funny because it is very much this moment encapsulizes i feel like every experience i've had of like new york new york like downtown new york or whatever you want to call it uh or like manhattan or whatever like times square that area of like they want to live their dream but the world keeps moving around you right so it's like very much of like this is my story but when you really pan out it's like well everyone else is kind of doing their own thing so i kind of like this mixture of like yes they are the main characters but like in this moment especially in this big city and vastness of new york it is not like everyone's like eyes on them it's only us as a viewer that has eyes on them i don't know if that really makes sense but um you know it plays for their joke and i think it works for the the theme and just the location of where they're at of like you want to make it big but um you're only kind of big in your bubble (laughs) because every everything else is just like flying by you but yeah and that's where the episode ends and it was kind of 
interesting to end right there because I'm so used to watching all of these shows that are like 40 minutes long that when I kind of got to this part, I was like, oh, I expected, not expect, well, yeah, I guess I'm used to more. So it just being like, and that's the first episode. What do you think about it? It's kind of like, oh, okay. I can kind of see in this just, actually, I don't even know what I want to say, <laughs> but I guess I was just, you know, I'm, I was looking for the episode to be more filled with stuff. This gives you just enough to be like, hey, are you interested in this? And then just kind of end. And again, I if I don't remember if this was like, if this is Netflix style, right? It is enough to just be like, hey, watch more of this so you can binge the whole thing. I don't know if any of that is making sense. I might just be talking at this point. Uh, but I have a three-point rating scale. So it is one and done. It is I'm in and give it a chance. Uh, with this one... I would say give it a chance. I wouldn't say I'm in just because I don't feel like I connected with any of the characters enough to be like, I definitely have to watch the next episode. But I do like having the show be funny, but in a dark way, I think kind of leans into the interest of the episode. Like it could just be like this like drama of like, oh, she, you know, she was kidnapped and now she's free. And, it, you know, in a different universe, this is like a dark show. But for this, it is, no, no, she still has that childhood wonder. She still wants to see the brightness in life. She's looking at things on the positive side when she can. And she just wants to, you know, make a, uh, not a name for herself, but she, she wants to separate herself from her past. So having all of that fun and then having her roommate be like, oh yeah, I want to make it big, but like I don't make any money and I don't work is like, I think looking at the brighter side of everything makes it interesting enough that I want to see where her story goes, especially because people don't know her past. But I don't think that anything in particular is like, I have to like see where this goes. It's kind of like, oh yeah, okay, I want to, you know, I want to see how things shake out for her. That being said, this is where I'm going to end this episode. If you like it, please rate this episode in some fashion. I will see you guys next week. If you want to follow what's going on with the podcast, you can follow me on Twitter or X at Little Leafers, uh, Little Leaf ERS. Yeah, until next time, I don't know uh, what I'm going to watch next time, but I will see you next week. All right, peace.